Welcome to a new episode of Coach's Corner. I'm Jake Lancer with Bill Coleman for HWTV, and today we're joined with head coach David Rabiba. The Wolverines, for the sixth time in a row, are Mission League champs, taking down Crespi 72-54. They're the number one seed in open division pool play, and it all starts tonight against Corona Centennial. Coach, congratulations on another league victory. In a sport of high school basketball where, you know, there's so much turnover, guys are constantly graduating, transferring, whatever it may be, what do you think it says about the program to win one of the best leagues in the nation six times in a row? Um, it, first of all, thank you. Um, it's a it's a huge testament to our players. Um, their buy-in, their selflessness, their work, their dedication. Um, it, it means everything, and it is everything, and it's why we are where we are. And so that's what that means. Uh, it means you've got great players who are completely bought in and dedicated to doing the right things consistently and who work so hard to be who they are. And it's, it's fun to see, and it's a testament to them. And obviously, um, in order to win that league, hard-fought win over Crespi in the league final. Now, that was you know a little bit of an unexpected game. A lot of people thought you guys would be playing against um, against Sierra, but unfortunately, they lost to Crespi. We did not get to see that matchup again. But it was obviously still a great game, big win for the team. They get the they get the league done. How does that help them with confidence as, as going into playoffs? Is that a boost for them? Yeah, I mean, look, um, winning helps. Winning breeds confidence, um, but we're winning doing things we've been talking about um, since that stretch of games where uh, we traveled to Boston, then came back and had Notre Dame and Sierra Canyon, and and we're doing those things um, consistently. And I think that is leading and breeding more confidence. Um, When you're tough and you're competitive, it's hard to be beat, regardless of how you're shooting. Yeah, and then, you know, obviously you guys are the number one seed going into the playoffs. That breeds a little bit of confidence as well. But, you know, how do you make sure that, you you know, you have that confidence, but it's not too much, you know, you don't overlook any opponents? Well, you know, the, the reality of the open division and pool play um, is that, you know, being a one, two, or three seed means your margin for error is zero um, due to tiebreakers uh, and the way the tiebreaker system works. So you are rewarded for your body of work by getting home games. You need to take care of business at home. And, and you know, last year was a, a great lesson for us, and we learned that, and I think our guys are ready and excited and uh, are going to bring it. You mentioned last year. This year you'll get another crack at the Southern Section Open Division. You've come pretty close a couple of times but haven't been able to get the job done. How hard is it to prepare for three very different teams uh, but very good teams in the span of about a week? It's very hard. Um, n- number one, you've got to – prepare but you've got to also keep the main thing the main thing and that's us getting better and continuing to fine-tune things that we need to get better at and we're constantly finding things that we need to improve on and and chasing you know uh perfection which we know is unattainable but we're chasing it um so so balancing preparation with with getting better and continuing to grow as a unit um is tough but uh you know, at the end of the day, this is not new to us. This is not new to our players. Um, they've been a part of this for three or four years. Um, and uh, I think they're excited, they're ready, and, and anxious to get going. They say you have to beat the best to be the best. And over the past three years, you could probably say that Corona Centennials had the best stretch three times in a row winning Open Division Southern Section. What what makes them so good and so dominant, even with a real rotation of players over the past couple of years? Yeah, you know, they're really well coached. Um, Coach Giles does a great job with his group. They're prepared. They're organized. They have an identity. Um, they know who they are and what they are. 
and they're going to compete, um, which is a sign of a great coach, in my opinion. Um, and then they've got great players. You know, um, there, there's nothing to be taken lightly here. Um, their record is nowhere near indicative of of how good and how talented they are. Some of those uh, losses were played without yeah. Carter Bryant, so it's not exactly a representation of them. But they've played a really tough schedule, and they've played some really good teams and been right there. So. Um, we expect to get their best, and uh, we hope that they get ours. Yeah, five of their losses being out of state also. <laughs> um, you talked about their identity. You've played this team a solid amount of times over the past couple of years, and I just mentioned you know, different players maybe this year. Does that shake up the game plan going up against the Corona Centennial team a little bit, or do you try and stick to the same philosophies when playing that team? You know, um, I think anytime you play anybody, the, the keys are, like, you can't change who you are. There's a, there's a component of who we are that we can't change. We have to accept it. We have to figure out how to be as productive as possible within that. Um, so for us right now, um, it comes down to knowing personnel, and then trying to do a great job of, of, of managing that while taking away things that we know are, are productive spaces for them. So that's our goal. That's where we're at. It's very similar to kind of how we've approached almost every game. Um, just the nuance of it is a little bit different from a game-to-game game, game basis. Yeah. So, you know, Corona Centennial has obviously always been a team that's star-studded. They have a couple of great players. We saw Jared McCain the past two years, you know, and he's um, killing it at Duke right now. And Carter Bryant this year, six foot eight, athletic forward. He's a little bit different from what we saw previous years with McCain, but, you know, what is the game plan with him, and, and how are you going to approach him when well, you play he, that game? There's him, but there's also a guy right yeah. next to him going to UCLA who is really good in Freeney. So um, those are two obviously really, really talented players that, that we have to – um, focus on and, and make sure we do a good job of making their catches difficult and keeping them off the glass um, and not giving them space to work. Um, that That is going to be a priority for us. But at the end of the day, those are great players, and, and they're going to get theirs, and they're going to find a way to get the ball because that's what great players do. Um, our job is to limit those things and then make it difficult for the other guys um, as much as possible and put those guys in positions where they have to make decisions that maybe they're not accustomed to making. So that's our hope. That's our somewhat of our game plan. Um, there are a few other little things that we're going to try and do and tweak, um, and we've got some backup plans, but we'll we'll see how it plays out. Um, but but we're excited. And listen, we've got a versatile group who's competitive, um, so we think we can throw a lot of bodies at these guys and give them a tough time. Yeah, and I would say this team is not as deep as we've seen Centennial be in the past few years. Do you think that that's something the team will take advantage of? Yeah, you know, they've got a couple pieces off the bench that are pretty good, um, that, that do different things. Uh, a couple guys who've had big moments in, in different games. Um, and, and, you know, so seeing that is fine. But they're battle-tested, um, and they've got a championship pedigree. With that comes a level of respect where you can't un devalue anything or anyone on that team right now, and, and that's where we're at. I don't know if you've watched our podcast, The Big Red Pod, Coach, but when we have guests on the show, we like to give a this or that section okay. and sort of rapid-fire questions. Not going to do rapid-fire, <laughs> but I, I do have one question for you that I want to ask. You mentioned how you know when you're a top-three seed in an open division pool play, the margin for error is pretty much you, you can't lose. Would you rather trade home court advantage throughout pool play for maybe being able to take a loss, or would you rather keep the home court advantage? I think um, I think there's a, there's a it's a double edged sword question. Yeah. Um, there's a part of me that's like, hey, we'll go on the road and play anybody, um, because I believe uh, we're, we're we have the road warrior mentality. Um, it's kind of always been our DNA since I've been here that playing on the road doesn't bother us. We like it, um, but 
there's something to be said about earning the number one seed and having people vote that and and place you there. I mean, amongst polls, consensus, and a committee, we were number one. And and I think that over a 29-game stretch is pretty cool and something that that shouldn't be – devalued over a little bit of pressure and hey at the end of the day pressure is a privilege so you know what give me the number one seat all right um after friday the team takes on sierra canyon uh unlike earlier this season this time it will be at home what do you think was sort of the deciding factor in that game a couple weeks ago you know um number one i thought they were extremely hungry to play us um their energy level when they came out was incredibly high and we, we, we weathered the storm um, but I don't think we played our best basketball or anywhere near our best basketball in that game and still had opportunities to close the game out, um, you know, rebounding and ball security. That week, um, those two things were a major, major issue for us, and uh, they've since been addressed, and I yep. think they, we've seen a, uh, a new found level of toughness com- and commitment to those two things, and uh, with that has led to some, some quality wins and some success. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about Sierra there in Corona earlier. The third team in the bracket is Bosco. And obviously you don't want to look too far ahead, but that is a team that you guys have some history with. They beat you last year in the Open Division playoffs. So what's going to be the key to that game when you do reach it? You know, um, I've seen Bosco this year and and had a feel. They're so talented. And Coach Dunn does an incredible job um, with that group. So we know we're going to have our hands full. Um, this is the open division. You're getting the best of the best, and guess what? You're getting their best shot also. So um, the regular season is out the out the window. Um, we know there'll be wrinkles thrown in there, and we know after those after these first two games, adjustments will be made uh, based on the the play of these two games. Um, so I'm expecting their stars to be stars. I'm expecting their guys. There are other guys to to do what they do, and I'm expecting to get their best shot. Um, the converse of that is that I think they're going to get ours as well. Um, we 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 believe that playing at home is very important, and also we don't believe in making the same mistake twice. So we're excited about this opportunity, and we look forward to uh, we look forward to the challenge. It's pretty rare that you get a sort of do over in a situation like this, but one of the guys that was on the team last year who had a really big role, Nick Jimenez, he was big against Bosco and is going to sort of look to have another repeat big game. I feel like he's sort of due up for a big game after the past little stretch, but I think that even when he isn't producing from a scoring standpoint, he's a really great distributor and does all the sort of the unnoticed things. How does that make him a headache for opposing coaches? Um, you can't take Nick off the court he does so many little things from being in the right spots defensively reading coverages communicating rotations um, extra passes hockey assists uh, facilitating offense triggering inbounds plays and and other things where the ball needs to get to spots and his feel for the game and competitive nature um, just make him such an asset that you just it's hard to take him off the court you know unless he needs a break Um, that being said uh, uh Nick's a stud, and he's been here two other times. Yeah. This is his third time, uh, along with Trent, who's going on his fourth, and Christian, his third, and Robert, his third, and Amir, and Dom. And down the line, they've experienced this. This is nothing new. Um, and frankly, we've prepared for it. The schedule that we've played was uh, to prepare us for this, putting us in, in hostile situations, playing on the road, traveling, being less than 100%, whatever the case may be on top of playing in the best league in the country, one of the best leagues in the country, if not the best, 
um, it, it's prepared us for these things and, and these moments, and our guys are ready. Obviously, this team has plenty of senior leaders, plenty of veterans that have been in this moment before. I want to focus on one of them specifically, though. Josh Engelberg's been getting more and more minutes lately as the past few games have gone on. How important is it to have a veteran presence like his on the floor? You know, uh, you normally want somebody who's going to come in and, and impact the game and, and just bring energy, and he does that, but he's like the silent assassin. Like, you know, he just comes in, and he, he may be unassuming, but he gets things done and does it at such a high level. Um, you know he's going to take care of the ball. You know he's going to defend. You know he's going to be in the right spots. You know he's going to hit open shots and finish layups around the basket. You know he's going to make the right play, and uh, you know he's about winning. He's a senior, um, and, and so uh, – He's earned every bit of it, and I couldn't be prouder of him. We touched on a little bit earlier some of the struggles or losses, I guess, taken in pool play in past in the past couple of years um, or when it was a tournament and not pool play. How, how much has that gone into, I guess, the motivation for this week and the games coming up? Do you think, I mean, obviously it's going to be with the guys, but do you think that's on the forefront of their minds coming into this stretch? You know, I think everything is a new experience. Um three years ago we were the three seed and that was like wow you know the previous two years we were six or seven and six right um and so I think there's a little bit of like well okay we're the three seed and there's a little bit of an excitement but we had two pressure home games you know we had modern day at home yeah. to open up and then we had Notre Dame who we were very familiar with and then had to go on the road and beat Sierra Canyon yeah um so so that experience was great um, then you get to to last year, and and now you're the two seed, and now you've got all three games at home, and it's kind of like, hey, where we just kind of were humming along and rolling, undefeated in league, and you know, quite our, uh, quite honestly, that league was unbelievable last year as well as it was this year, um, and I think there's a a a reality, and and sometimes being punched in the mouth, uh, as much as it hurts, helps, right? Um, you learn to absorb, you learn to move on, you learn to. How, how, where and how and, 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 and what, so to speak, after you've been punched in the mouth. And so um, adversity is a very good thing, and I think we'll learn from adverse situations like we always have. Um, our guys are aware. They're, they're not they, – they remember the past. They remember, you know, that, that we, we, didn't sh we didn't do everything we could have done and should have done in that game, and the game was taken from us, right? Um, and they know that, and uh, I expect them to, to carry that. Um, it would be a lie if I said that we didn't address the reality of being a one seed or a top three seed. There's a reality there that needs to be addressed that that you have to perform and and hold hold home court so hold home court so to speak. But um, we also talk about the privilege of pressure, right? Hunted versus being the the, the hunter, um, and so you know we're excited about it. We're ready, and uh, this is nothing new. We're, we're ready for it. Awesome, Coach. Thank you so much for joining us today, and best of luck to you guys in the playoffs. Thank you, guys. This has been Coach's Corner. I'm Bill Coleman with Jake Lancer. We'll see you guys on the next one.